I only get one take for this episode. That's all I get. I'll tell you why later. What is good? Welcome to the Kellen Roland Show. I'm Kellen. Thank you for tuning in. I say this at the beginning of every episode, but I'm extremely grateful you've chosen to give this podcast a listen. If this is your first time, if you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. There is so much attention and resources spent in acquiring your attention. The fact that you are giving me some of your time and your attention is extremely important. And I am very grateful. So last week, we talked about finances, coffee, some talk about Kanye, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yesterday was National Coffee Day. Thank you for participating. If you follow my Instagram, at Kellen Rowland, you saw that I had drank copious amounts of coffee. I've continued the celebration today and currently on a bit of a sugar rush because I've eaten one and a half donuts from Phonuts in Los Angeles. I am having a wonderful morning. It is beautiful out in Los Angeles. Tonight, LeBron James makes his debut as a Los Angeles Laker. It's the preseason, but to me, it feels like the regular season. I am thrilled to see him play, to see our young guys come back, and all of our new signings. It's going to be amazing. I do have to give a disclaimer that throughout the NBA season, you will hear more Lakers talk on the show than the previous episodes. Can't believe this is episode 25. We are one quarter of the way to 100. Pretty awesome. Last week, we also talked about personal finance and bad credit and everything that comes with it. We'll touch on that again. Meditation is always going to be mentioned on the show. Had a lot of people reach out to me. People are starting to meditate. The movement is happening. Get on board. Unlock this superpower that you have inside you. 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes in the morning. Use Headspace. Try TM. Whatever floats your boat. Look at your hands and take a few deep breaths. Right now, I feel so strongly working towards wellness and mental health and physical health and nutrition is imperative. It's not really negotiable. It's just a must. Figure out what works for you. Meditation is something that changed my life. It continues to change my life every single day. I am so grateful that I have it in my life. A few episodes ago, I think uh, 23 was the episode, or maybe 22, a love story about meditation. If you're curious about the topic, I would absolutely go check 
that episode out. So this week, National Coffee Day, let's start off there. Obviously, coffee is not only a part of my life, it's a part of the culture that I enjoy. When I go to a city, the first thing I do is I map out the local coffee shop. I go there, I talk it up with the baristas, get their recommendations, let them know how much I love coffee. It's always nice and it makes me feel welcome even when I'm not at home. And I'm a big believer in that. I like to find ways to bring familiarity while I'm on the road and while I travel. I'm really fortunate because I get to travel a lot for work. So I'm constantly on the move. Last week I was in Vancouver, had a really successful trip up there. We were uh, we were meeting, I work for Herschel Supply Company, bags and accessories and apparel. If you're not familiar, check us out at Herschel Supply. And uh, it's always great to be in the home office up in Vancouver and see everybody up there, learn so much. And then uh, went down to Seattle towards the end of the week to have a couple meetings with some of our retail partners up in Seattle. That was also very successful. Thank you. And in Vancouver, there's two coffee shops I love. One is called Revolver. They have your more traditional coffee shop. They have a bunch of different beans from all over the country and all over the world. And you can get a pour over, any kind of espresso drink. It's in Gastown. Definitely check it out. Then there's a really unique coffee shop up there called Abode. And it's in the front of a antique store. The barista who runs the place, he really is like a coffee scientist. He's like a wizard. He separates some of the coffee into different jars and then he combines it all at the end to give you the perfect cup. It is incredible. So that's Abode Coffee. I'll post all about these in the show notes and I post on my social media. Then when you get down to Seattle, there's Anchorhead Coffee, huge fan. It's generally right near where we stay. They have incredible beans, incredible pour overs. I post about them a lot. And then in the last couple episodes, I talked about Slate Coffee being one of my favorite coffees and Slate is based in Seattle. So I got a chance to go visit them for the first time. If you're new to coffee, find a local shop, go there, talk to the people, describe what you like, fight the urge to put cream and sugar in everything. But if you like cream and sugar, hey, you know, live your life, live your best life, you know, live your best life with those beans because you can get a little bit of a new bean alert, new bean alert. You know, we're out here. We're enjoying life. National Coffee Day. I've already had two cups today. How many cups have you had? Two cups of coffee, a burrito, and a couple donuts. Needless to say, I'm pumped up and I'm ready to go. So that's National Coffee Day. I love it. Not a huge fan of all the national days, but hey, this one happened to be around something that I absolutely love. I look at myself more like I'm a National Coffee Day everyday type guy. And tonight, we have the Lakers' first preseason game. Again, I want to make my prediction known so that when it happens, I can reference this point. Before LeBron has played a single game, preseason or regular season, 
My prediction is the Lakers will go to the Western Conference Finals and be competitive in that finals. I'm not going to say that they're going to go to the finals this year, but they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. And at that point, you have LeBron James. Anything can happen. Really looking forward to seeing these young guys come back. Kuz, Ingram, Ball. We got some hoopers. And the world has me convinced that Rajon Rondo is like basically top point guard in the league and uh, happy to have him on the squad. Looking forward to some alley-oops to JaVale McGee. Lance Stevenson just being a straight dog out there, not giving up an inch. And uh, Beasley is just, you know, Sir Buckets. So yeah, I think we're going to have a incredible season. And tonight is the first time that LeBron James will ever come out in a Lakers jersey. It's going to be euphoric, weird, exciting, a bunch of different things all at once. So just to get into like the main topic of the show and what is become really clear to me that it's really important to discuss. And I did this and I figured it out by doing an experiment. A couple weeks ago, when the iPhone came out, I didn't order it. And it brought a clarity to me that I was had a different point of view on finances. I started to really think about the long term and I'm moving beyond that moment in life where every weekend or every day I have to just buy something new to buy it. And in full disclosure, I spent a lot of my 20s and early 30s in that mindset where a lot of my happiness was derived from material possessions. Now, it's not a good place to be because material possessions are fleeting. They don't give you anything back. They don't contribute to your well-being. They don't add value. They don't sharpen you. They don't teach you anything. Now, I find my happiness inside. I find my happiness within the community that I live in, my friends and my family, and I get a lot of happiness from this podcast. And aside from getting the equipment, this is free. You know, I I wake up in the morning, I sketch it out, I put up a microphone, I turn on Logic, turn on the computer, and I just let it rip, edit it, and just let it go. And the payment I get back with the, you know, the DMs and the people reaching out and, you know, just the handful of people that have now embarked on meditation because of the podcast and not that the podcast is the only reason, but it's a part of the reason. Wow, that's truly magical to me. And so, you know, with this new kind of found perspective and finding happiness in other ways, it gave me the space to really think, what am I doing financially? Where do I want to be in 10 years, in 20 years, 30 years, etc.? What do I want my retirement to be like? And these things are super important. And I wanted to use the platform of the podcast to create a dialogue and an awareness around this subject. And I wanted to see what I was going to get back. And it was kind of interesting because I wanted to do like a little experiment. 
there's certain things that we don't talk about. Politics is one of them. Religion is one of them and money. I think there's even a saying that says that, you know, those are the things you're actually not supposed to talk about, like on a date or at work or with your, you know, a new friend or something like that. And, and I think that it's kind of bullshit. How you talk about things is important. Attacking people and being demonstrative and being narrow-minded and stubborn, not good for any type of a conversation. And then when you add in things like religion, politics, and money, I could see how it can become amplified and it could be negative. But working on your conversational skills and communication, we should be able to have these types of conversations. So my experiment was to bring up the concept of finance and money and saving and retirement with a couple different groups of my friends. I wanted to see what the reaction would be. Would they be against talking about it? Would they be into the idea of talking about it? Would they be quiet? Would they get awkward? And so I let the experiment begin. But prior to talking about the experiment, I want to kind of share a point of view that gave me somewhat of the framework on how I would talk about it. I follow a gentleman by the name of Musa, and I learned about him from a friend named Kamuri or Cam. And she was telling me how this guy is really intelligent, incredible thought leader, extremely successful, and it's basically put me on, put him on my radar. I looked and found him on Instagram, and he was doing a lot of mentorship and coaching and leading things that I'm interested in. And he had a video on his Instagram, and I'll post a link to it, where he essentially draws the connection of, you know, you take out a white piece of paper, you build a strategy, you build a deck, you build a plan, and we're doing that every day in our professional lives. And I'm really fortunate because the people that I get to hang out with and I get to work with, they're really successful. Some of my friends are responsible for $50 million budgets or a $100 million budget or a $1,000 budget, right? And all of them are important, right? Like they have the wherewithal and the knowledge and the skill set to manage large, significant amounts of money, execute, be on time, and be responsible. And what he basically said, so going back to Musa, he basically said, to really plan out your life, take out that white piece of paper and build out the strategy for your career. And it just really hit home for me as something that was really important for myself and for the people that I hang around with that, you know, to ask that question, you know, do you have a, a business plan for your life? Do you have a strategy for your life? And I think a lot of people, and I would fall into this group where, yes, I have a plan. The majority of it is in my head. Do I have clear goals and dates for everything? No, but I have a general idea. But I could punch holes in that. That's not good enough for me. And it made me realize that I wasn't living up to 
my own expectation. So in my experiment, I brought up the topic of finances and investing, and it was really an incredible moment because every person I brought it up to was so energized and excited to talk about it, to share their point of view, to share their knowledge, and really just get into the conversation, which I thought was such a good sign, and I'm so happy that I brought it up because at one point, I wouldn't have really asked somebody, you know, hey, what's your retirement plan? What's your focus on 401k? And how do you invest your money? And of course, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. It's not about getting into the specifics and asking people how much money they make or how much money they have saved. You know, we have to have respect for each other and, you know, there's clearly boundaries, but the general conversation was welcomed with open arms. And I thought, wow, this is something here, Kellen. And I figured, okay, I got a topic that makes sense. And people in my demographic, in my age group that I'm friends with are going to be interested in this topic. So it gave me the confidence to keep on going. So let me give you a little backstory on myself and kind of where I'm at with my own personal finances and how I've been looking at my finances and what I intend on doing going forward, what I've already changed, and some advice that I would give myself and you. I'm going to give a disclaimer right now, and I really mean this. So if you're scrolling on Instagram while you're listening to this, or you're kind of not paying attention, or you're on Twitter, just listen and focus for the next minute. I am not a professional financial advisor. I am not telling you this is exactly what you need to do. I don't know the details of your life. All I'm doing is I'm sharing my personal experience and saying what works for me. The expectation and the deal here is you need to make these decisions on your own. You got to do the research. Talk to the people within your inner circle, your confidants. There's so much information out there. Anything I say can be fact-checked. It can be validated or disproved. I might have an idea that's just not a good idea or it's not a good idea for you because I don't know the details of your specific situation. So do me the favor and whether it's my podcast, another podcast, an article you read, you got to do the research on everything you see and hear these days and just validate it and make sure that it's in line with what your goals are. Cool. Thank you. So essentially, I've been fortunate. I have a good career. I've really been put in a position to, to grow. I've been put in a position to have disposable income. I'm very grateful for it. I work extremely hard, but that's not really the point because you work hard too. Working hard is not necessarily something that to me is a huge accolade. I don't understand the concept of not working hard. So I've been fortunate enough. I've grown up in Los Angeles. I was able to buy a home. So I'm a homeowner. So that's incredible. And that's afforded me some opportunities to have some money put away 
And, you know, I've invested in a couple companies. Some are working out. I've had a company go out of business that I invested in. So I've seen things work and I've seen things just not work at all, you know, because I have, I had this idea like, oh, well, you can invest here and invest there. And then before you know it, you're like a miniature venture capitalist, which that could happen for some people. And it didn't happen for me. So I have that going on. I've been, uh, I put my money away in a 401k and an IRA. So I've been doing the, you know, the fundamental preparing for my retirement, right? Every year I max out all of those accounts to make sure that I put in the most I can per my accountant. Thank you, Mr. Accountant. And that's good, right? But now, now I'm at this point where, you know, do you really have that clear idea of where every single dollar goes and should you be investing in risky, you know, opportunities that have high, high returns or be more conservative? And again, right now, this is just what I'm doing and I'm not going to give advice on what you should do. So that's just an update on kind of like where I'm at. But here's where I do want to give you advice. And I think this is really important. It was really important for me. The first thing that you need to know, whether you're in a business or you're looking at your personal business, the business of Kellen Rowland or any company I've worked for, you have a specific amount of money. You need to operate the business each month. That would be your burn because you have expenses and the cost of operations. Whether you're a business or a person, you have a burn. Your burn would be your rent, your car payment, your utilities, your cell phone bill, you know, food. But then you might have disposal or discretionary expenses like buying new shoes or getting new phones or going on a trip. If you don't buy a new pair of shoes, you're not going to get kicked out on the street. But if you don't pay your rent, you're going to get kicked out of the street. So that creates your burn. And then you have your income. And to be responsible, your burn should be less than your income. And you should be able to put money away each week. My first suggestion is getting some sort of like software or a program to track all of your spending. So some popular ones are Mint, Quicken, and Personal Capital. You can look all of them up. I currently use Quicken, and it looks just like kind of like a QuickBooks or any accounting software you'd see at a, in a business, but it does it for your own finances. You can link your bank account and your credit cards, and then it will total all of your expenses up. It will categorize them by you know, clothing, automotive, home, food, etc. And then it will take in what your income is and it will give you your cash flow and your net worth. This to me is a fundamental requirement in being fiscally responsible. To manage your money and to put yourself in a position to be successful in the short term and the long term, you need to have visibility. You need to know where everything is going. So when you load all your information into these, you know, into one of these software platforms, and again, pick the one that you think is best for you, 
it gives you the visibility to know where all of your money is going. And then you can start to really make a decision on, am I comfortable with how I'm spending my money? Should I spend my money in a different way? Or do I need to make some changes? Am I saving enough money? And you can start asking yourself these questions that are really important. And having the clarity and the visibility to me is step one. Because if you don't know the detail, you can't really make a plan. And once you get that plan and you get the visibility on where your money's going, then you can start making tweaks so that you can set aside the right amount of money for you and for your goals and start to become more fiscally responsible. To me, I just started doing this in the past, I think maybe a year ago I got Quicken. And then in, uh, recently I've gotten really into it, like looking at it every week, tracking the spending going up, going down, the trends, making sure I'm saving enough. And it's really, it's incredible. I love it. Having that visibility and that knowledge of where everything is going is so important. And I highly suggest that, you know, if being fiscally responsible and saving for your future is something important to you, that would be a great step one. You know, that would be a great step one. I can't tell you where to kind of, where to invest your money and how to do that. I think you should go to a professional. Um, But I do know the concept of can I sacrifice now for the future? And that's really what I would say is going to be the fundamental difference between having a successful retirement or not having the available funds to maintain the lifestyle you want when you get older. Am I willing to give up something today for the benefit of the future. This is something that we have a hard time doing. It's a very, very difficult. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you two examples of how you see this in action every single day. Exercise. I don't know anybody who goes to the gym or exercises or has a regular fitness routine that regrets it. I've never gone to the gym one time and been like, oh, I shouldn't have worked out today. You always feel great. But there's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Am I willing to sacrifice some time? Am I willing to sacrifice some pain or some exhaustion to go and work out to get some benefit that I may not see immediately and I'll see it in the future? So we're not good at making sacrifices for the benefit that is not immediately recognized. When you go to the gym, you don't really see the results for a few months, years, sometimes weeks. And that's a hard concept for us. Another example of how we really suck at this is with our diet and nutrition. People, and let's not say people, I'll say myself. There's been countless times where the immediate benefit or satisfaction of eating a really horrible meal outweighed the need to eat healthy to be healthy down the line. Eat horrible, 
feel good while you're eating the food, feel like shit right after, be in horrible shape. There is an obesity problem in America. I mean, it's just a fact. Like you walk around, people are not in a healthy situation. And it's not about, you know, look, there's a margin of error. There's a margin where it doesn't matter. Like you can be healthy and in shape and have a normal shaped body. You don't need to be buff or super, super skinny and look like a model. But then there's clearly a point where you're not healthy. And there's too many people that aren't healthy because of the mentality of, I'm going to do what I want to do in this current moment with no regard for the future impact. All of that comes full circle with finances. I'm going to spend now. I'm going to satisfy my immediate need now. I'm going to get the shoes now. I'm going to get the card now. I'm going to get the fill in the blank now. And I'll deal with the future when it happens. And my goal is just to start this conversation with people and see where it goes. I can say right now as a 35-year-old, I wish I had been putting 100 bucks away each month since I was 21. And I can say this wholeheartedly, I could have done it. I've had good jobs, good career, very fortunate, good at working in this kind of Whatever environment we are in, like uh, what America is, capitalism, I'm good at it. I'm grateful. I say it with, I'm, I'm being humble, but I want to be honest because I could have put a hundred bucks away since I was 21. And right now I'd have a lot of money in the bank just from that small sacrifice that quite frankly, I wouldn't even have noticed it if I just would have set myself up for success. So what's something we can do today immediately, right? Take some amount of money, have it auto-deposited from your job directly into a savings account. If you want, look into some sort of a low-risk investment. I'll leave that up to you. Go look into something where you can put your money in the market or in some sort of an investment where the risk is super low and the return is super low, but Maybe it's higher than a general savings account. You can do that. You know, that's an easy thing we can all do today. And if you're super eager to kind of put money away and you want to invest, be cautious. No one knows what's going to happen. If you have access to financial advisors, use them. If you're curious, you can go online and find a lot of information, um, You know, Ray Dalio has a lot of information about investing. He's one of the most successful investors in the world. Uh, Warren Buffett has a lot of, you know, literature and content about investing, which is incredible wealth of knowledge. Tim Ferriss just had Howard Marks on his podcast, and they talked a lot about really safe investing. So there's information out there. If you want to find it out, you can hear it from professionals. There's some pretty cool apps like Acorns. You can put a couple bucks away each month or it'll round up the change from everything you spend. So if you buy a cup of coffee and it's $3.75, it'll take the 25 cents and put it away. There's Wealthfront and Betterment 
which are robo-investors or robo-advisors where they perform a similar investment strategy that you'd get from a classic 401k or a classic financial advisor, but they do it all online and the fees are fairly low. So there's many areas to go and look. Talk to people in your company, you know, talk to your HR, call your bank, but you know, be cautious. If something sounds too good to be true, it's not true, most likely. But I would just say, you know, for myself, and I'm going to give this challenge to myself and I'm going to give it to you after, but you know, a challenge to myself. So I'll talk to myself. Hey, Kellen, what's up? Yes, this is weird. You're having a conversation with yourself on your podcast, but what the fuck? It's all good. Sometimes you just got to go in. My challenge to myself is, you know, hey, be fiscally responsible every day. Make sure that you're going to put money away and you're going to put yourself in a position to where when things don't work out or if there's a recession or when you want to retire, you're in a defensive position to live the life that you want to live. You know, and I think everyone out there can be fiscally responsible. Just got to take that white paper out like, uh, Musa said, and, you know, build a plan for your life. Because the one thing that I think is really interesting is if you're in your 30s, you lived through the recession that happened at the end of George Bush's presidency and the beginning of Barack Obama's. We are fortunate because we've seen what a recession looks like and we made it through. And if you're in your 30s, you were pretty much probably at an age where you didn't have a lot of exposure, so you probably didn't feel it as much as if you were just about to retire and your investment accounts lost you know, 50% of their value. I mean, for that group of people, it was horrible. And it was horrible for so many people for so many ways. But my point being is that at some point, the likelihood of another recession is extremely high. No one can say when there'll be some sort of an economic correction or recession, but it's going to happen and you're either going to be in a good position to handle it or you're going to be caught flat-footed and not in an ability to manage your life, maintain your quality of living and take care of your family. And the decision that you make today can either be a part of the game plan to weathering that storm, achieving that incredible retirement, putting your kid through college, going on that trip, whatever your future plans are, or your decisions today could be the reason that you don't achieve those goals. I'm a believer and I'm in the camp of Let's do this the right way starting today and make it happen. And to round it all up is everyone I've talked to in my close circle of friends, everyone is interested and they want to talk about these things. So beyond the advice that I just gave you, have the comfort level that you can talk about these things with your friends and the people that you trust and your family and get advice. You know, if you're concerned about 
your saving strategy or you don't know what 401k to pick at work, you don't know what to do with your money, reach out and ask somebody. And start that dialogue. Start it today. I'm really happy that this topic has come up. I feel really good about it. I think it's fun. You know, we have talked about wellness. We've talked about meditation. Talked a little bit about nutrition. Haven't gotten super into that topic, but it will come up. But finances and planning for the future is so important. It's cool that we've had this space and we can talk about this. I feel really good about it. I'm really excited that, you know, taking my future self and what I want my dreams to look like and I'm taking ownership of it right now. I hope that you take ownership of it too. So find a buddy or someone that you can speak to about finances. I think it's important. And I think the person you reach out to is going to be equally as happy that someone wants to talk about it and it's going to be a great two-way street for you and them. So that's the end of the show. We talked about coffee. We talked about the Lakers. We talked about money, 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 money. There's a chance I might edit that out. But I want to publish this, so I told myself that I would do it in one take because generally I have the podcast published by noon on Sunday, and it's almost noon. I'm going to New York next week. I'm really excited about that. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to the Kellen Rowland Show. I appreciate it. We're on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that you can find podcasts. Hit me up on social media at Kellen Rowland, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's always a pleasure. I really appreciate your time. This whole process is so meaningful for me. I hope it's meaningful for you. Have a great day. Let me know what you think of the show. What is your financial strategy? What's your topics? What are the tips that you're doing that currently work for your life? Please tell me. I would love to learn and share and keep this conversation going so that at that point when there is a recession or when retirement comes, we're all in a position to handle it and to continue to thrive. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Until next time, I'm out.